And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. You know, I'm so thankful for what the Lord Jesus did for us on the Friday, on this coming Friday, 2,000 years ago. <laughs> if I can say that, amen? Yeah. I hope I can transfer this, this feeling of gratitude to you as we walk down the text tonight. Amen. I'm very grateful. I, you know, I do that every, every year. I take some time to just reflect on all the events in, uh, in a chronological order of all the events that unfolded during the Holy Week. And it does something to my heart. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, if you would turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26, and let's read verse, a few verses, verses 1 to 5. I mean, all the events which occurred in Matthew chapter 26, especially verses 1 to 16, occurred on the Wednesday of Holy Week Wednesday 2,000 years ago. I mean, so that is why I chose to go through this text. And besides, I think it's just a wonderful text. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So, Matthew chapter 26, verse 1 to 5 reads, verse 1 reads, And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, Amen, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Verse 3 reads, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes, and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. Verse 4, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. <laughs> we just said that he said, no man takes my life from me. I lay down. Amen. Here they are planning to kill him by subtlety. Verse 5 reads, but they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an opera among the people. Can you say the people matter? Yes, the people matter. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As we continue tonight, I want to commence this evening teaching um, by bringing your attention to a phrase in verse 1 of this text. Verse 1 of this text. This will help us set the background for, the te for our text. Amen. And the phrase I want to bring to your attention is all these sayings. It says here in verse 1, And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, what sayings are we referring to here? Well, all these sayings are referring to the Olivet Discourse. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Olivet Discourse, which is recorded for us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. All the way through Matthew chapter 25, verse 6. It is called the Olivet Discourse. The word Olivet means olive tree. So the Olivet Discourse, what is it? Uh, it is the name given to the systematic and extensive teaching that Jesus Christ gave on the Mount of Olives on Tuesday of the Holy Week, almost 2,000 years ago. Amen? And his topic on that Tuesday was... What was going to take place during the end times? 
Can you imagine? He's about to go to the cross. Let us, let us turn to the text uh, so we could see exactly what happened. So, so while they were sitting, verse Matthew, can you go back to Matthew chapter 24? Amen. Unless that reading from verse 3. So while they were sitting on the Mount of Olives, among the olive trees, amen, uh, Jesus delivered, they asked him some questions and he delivered this particular discourse which is called the Olivet Discourse. Verse 3, chapter 24, you got it? It reads, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us. When shall these things be? And when shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And verse, from verse 4, Jesus began to teach all the way through chapter 25. Amen. So this is the discussion, as I said, that was held on Tuesday, Holy Week, 2,000 years ago. Amen. Hallelujah. Three days after that particular date, he was going to be crucified. But as I said, here is our Lord teaching, amen, about the end times. The events that are going to unfold. And he's been very detailed about it, amen. And of course, we know the same things are recorded in the book of Revelation. He had a very busy week. But his disciples were clueless of how he felt. Very busy week. You know, I have an exhibit here. And as I said on Sunday, Holy Week began with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Amen. That's when Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 prophesied how he would come in. We said 500 years before Jesus entered Jerusalem on the baby donkey. It's called the colt, the foal of a baby, uh, of a donkey. Amen. A prophet, prophet Zechariah prophesied 500 years ago exactly how Jesus would enter Jerusalem before he was offered as a sacrifice on that following Friday. Amen? And we established that on Sunday. Now, the triumphal entry we had on Sunday and that sparked the Holy Week. So I have the events. As I said, this week is a very uh, I feel so grateful and so thankful because I usually go through all these events, amen, all the events which unfolded during the Holy Week and just focus and, and uh, meditate and thank God for his sacrifice. So on Sunday, as you see here, he approached Jerusalem and that's when we had the triumphal entry. Then he went to the temple after that, you remembered, and he cleansed the temple. You remember that? He said, my father's house is a house of prayer. You've turned it into a den of thieves. And then he went back to Bethany. On Monday, he cursed the fig tree. Remember that event? And uh, he cleansed the temple again. There was a crowd reaction and a growing conspiracy. That's on Monday. Then Jesus leaves Jerusalem again and went, and went to Bethany. On Tuesday morning while they were coming back to jerusalem they saw the fig tree withered you remember that particular account and peter said jesus oh my god overnight the fig tree withered that happened during the holy week on tuesday mm -hmm. and that's when he gave as i said the end time prediction that's the Olivet discourse today is wednesday Wednesday, 2,000 years ago, what happened was a plot to kill Jesus. 
and then Judas's betrayal agreement amen was negotiated you remembered when he went to so that's what happened on Wednesday 2,000 years ago before Jesus died on the cross so I just thought brothers and sisters I would share these with you uh, so you will appreciate let's I think I have some information on what happened on Wednesday can you go further the next exhibit hallelujah oh sorry on Thursday we just on Thursday this is what happened and that's what's going to happen tomorrow or that's what happened Thursday 2,000 years ago he washed the disciples feet he foretells his betrayal then on Thursday he had the what the last supper then Peter, the, he predicted Peter's denial. This is, this is a busy week for the Lord Jesus. Right on the heels of he offering himself as a sacrifice. Think of what's going through his mind, the emotion. And his disciples are clueless. Jesus intercessors, he prayed for himself. He predicted the disciples' flight. He said, you all are going to leave. You all are going Anyhow, you know the story. He prayed for himself, interceded for himself, and he prayed for himself in Gethsemane. You remember when he was praying? The Bible said, on Sunday, I made a statement. I said, um, you know, being in God's will can stress you out if you're not careful. And I think a few people ask, Pastor, what do you mean? I, you know, I love the Lord's will. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, Jesus was in Gethsemane asking God, is there another way? Can you take this cup away from me? Praying to the point where his sweat was like drops of blood. In God's will. That's why we've been saying it is important to walk with the Lord first. It's impossible to accomplish God's will for you and for me if we don't take time to walk with the Lord first. You don't just run up on God's specific will. Right here you see Jesus asking for that will to pass. He said, Lord, can you? Can you please take this cup away? Is there another way? Lord, the pain, the humiliation, the brutality, the shame, the embarrassment. Is there another way, Lord? Can you do something for a brother? silence on the other end and then finally he said not my will but your will oh that's what I call ground zero for real <laughs> then God can use you are you getting what I'm saying Say, you, I think the reason why sometimes it's difficult for us to carry out God's specific will is because most times we don't take time to hit ground zero you see, when you hit ground zero and you realize you need God's help, this is it. There is nobody else, no resource, no brother, no sister, no government. Are you with me? It is only God. Then you are ready. Jesus came to Moses. God came to Moses in the wilderness in Exodus chapter 4. And he came to Moses. Moses had spent 40 years in the wilderness. He tried fulfilling God's will on his own. And when he tried, he killed a man. That was not God's will. And he thought his brethren would recognize that he's for them. Went ahead of God. Moses always knew the, the hand of God was on his life. His mother raised him up. His mother told him what happened. And he knew. And so he went ahead. 
ahead of God. Killed the men. Disappeared for 40 years. 40 years Moses was. Hebrews told us that Moses came out saying God. We'll, we'll get to it one day. Every time he came out. Every time he took the ship out. God. Don't forget me. Give me a second chance. For 40 years. I think. Year 25 Moses gave up. <laughs> because when God came to Moses. Moses started making excuses. You see he now hit ground zero. <laughs> when God, it took the man 40 years to get ready to do the Lord's will. When he was, when Moses thought God forgave, forgot him, God showed up. And God said, Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. I've seen their brutality. Now I'm come down to deliver them. And Moses must be saying, praise the Lord. Then God said, you go. <laughs> you go. You, you go. No, I, God, I thought you said you came down. <laughs> well, just go do it by yourself. What do I have to do with it? Moses said, no, no, no. Moses said, I'm, I'm content here. I am with my father-in-law. I am no longer a son of Pharaoh. I'm a shepherd. And that's enough for me. He said, Lord, I can't talk. God said, who made the mouth? Oh, okay, okay. He's making an excuse when that didn't pass. He said, God, when I tell these people, what am I going to tell them? These same people who betrayed me. <laughs> This same, I have to go back to the same people. The man gave up. No, no, he didn't. He hit ground zero. And that is when you are ready to be used by God. I believe that many of us hasn't hit, haven't hit ground zero. That's why our specific will. Anyhow, I, I just thought I would share something with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. So brothers and sisters, so we see what our Lord is going through here. Amen. Praying that, that the Lord take away the cup from him. God was silent. Thank God. How many of you thank God he didn't answer that prayer? Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God. Mm? The events continued. He was betrayed. Subsequently and arrested. Then Peter <laughs> took off Malchus's ear with a sword. Amen. On his side. You see, if they were, that's why, brothers and sisters, um, we have to be we have to be aware of what's going on. As I said, they were clueless as to what was happening to him, what was going on. Because they never thought that Jesus fit the, prof the profile of someone who's going to be crucified. You see what I'm saying? Crucified. My savior, the miracle worker. No, I know the people who are crucified. They are such, such, and such. Not Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. And then, of course, the final event we have there is the flight of, of the disciples and we know what happened on Friday. Amen. Friday was, Lord have mercy. Friday he got his run for his money. Amen. Numerous events unfold. There, was, there were hearings upon hearings upon hearings. Amen. But tonight I want to continue with our text. Praise God. I want to get into this particular text. Because I want us to see what was happening to Jesus. What was going on in his mind while he was on his way to Submit himself as a living, as a sacrifice for us. Amen. Can somebody say thank God for Jesus? Yes, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 2 of our text, we just said, just went over verse 1. Verse 2, Matthew chapter 26, verse 2 reads, Amen. He said, so after the Olivet Discourse, he decided to remind his disciples, the apostles of what was going to happen to him two days following. Listen, he did just ask him. He answered the question. He's taking them back to what's going to happen. So they can, it won't take them by surprise. You know, sometimes if, if you're taken by surprise, you act out of character. Yes, if you're taken by surprise. And he's trying to avoid that. He's trying to bring them in. What's, what's happening with him. But they are clueless, oblivious of what's going on. Because they have their own agenda. I'm going to reign and rule with him. You're talking about dying. If you die, how am I going to eat? Who's going to heal us? Who's going to teach us? You, you can't blame them. Put yourself in. I would be thinking the same thing. Death, you were the one who stood with us. You embarrassed the Pharisees. You were the one who gave us a leg up. You're talking about death now. You're just going to leave me like that. You give me so much hope. And so he said, you know that after two days is the feast of the Passover. Amen. <laughs> and the son of man is betrayed to be crucified. What is their response? Complete silence. <laughs> Complete silence. Nobody said a thing. Nobody. You see, in Matthew chapter 16, I, you don't have to turn there, 16 verse 21, he told them that he was going to be killed by the religious leaders. But he didn't tell them how he was going to die. Here he's been very specific. Remember, he said that and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter said, stop it, Jesus. And Jesus said, devil, get thee behind, behind me, Satan. I rebuked you. He rebuked Jesus. Jesus rebuked him. <laughs> so now he's bringing it up again. And they remembered. Uh oh. You remember what, oh, how he roasted Peter. <laughs> he roasted Peter. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I have nothing to say. They said, Bartholomew. He said, I'm all right. I'm not going there. Because we went there once. And Peter got it. <laughs> you see there is a lot going on <laughs> uh, glory be to Jesus since do you know that you can have several relationships with different types of people but if they are not hooked into your purpose you can feel alone you know that yeah you can feel alone if people are not hooked into your purpose it can be weighty, stressful, frustrating. You get what I'm saying? And that is what's going through Jesus' mind. So on Sunday, when I said, being in God's will can stress you out, that's what I was referring to. And some, some people say, oh, Pastor, I thought we all were heading towards God's will. Yes, we are. But you got to be ready to get there. That's why we said you must walk with him first. You must walk with him first. Spend time with the Lord first. 
So you and I can be ready to step into that specific will. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's like trying to, he's, he's here trying to get them to say something. Can somebody say something, please? Two days I'm going to die. I'm looking for some type of help. Some type of comfort. I'm looking to share my heart with somebody. I'm about to engage in an event that's going to change the course of history. And nobody's saying a thing. I thought we were together in this. I'm about to, I'm about to pass on the baton. Can somebody say something? At least act like you know what I'm going through. Not a word. Ooh, Jesus. Wow. Amen. You see, he knew his time was up. His divinely appointed time, chosen by the Father, for him to die had come. So he was operating under a divine timeline. And neither human intentions, their silence, nor influence could change that timetable. Nothing couldn't change it. On Sunday we said, he said his face like a flint. Amen. In reference to laying down his life as a sacrifice for humans, listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10. Verse 18. Can you turn to John chapter 10? Let's just read two short verses. Verse 17 and 18. John chapter 10. Verse 17 and 18. Listen to what he said. Therefore doth my father love me. Because why? I lay my life down. The why? That I might take it again. Verse 18. No man taketh it from me. <laughs> but I lay it down. Of myself. I have power. To lay it down. And I have power. To take it again. This commandment. Have I received of my father. Wow. Glory be to Jesus. Can somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> and so on Friday. Of Holy Week 2000 years ago. Pilate. During the trial before him, hmm? listen, listen. Remember Pilate, Jesus went to Pilate. And Pilate made a mistake and said to Jesus, right here, John 19. Can you go to John 19? Verse 10. John 19, verse 10. Hallelujah. Verse 10 reads, Then saith Pilate unto Jesus, Speakest thou not unto me, because Jesus hath been quiet. He's not saying a thing. You remember what we said? He said he was quiet just like a ship before his or her share is dumb. So was he before those who smited him. That's what the Bible says. So Pharaoh is questioning him, not Pharaoh Pilate, because Pilate always wanted to meet Jesus. Always wanted to be interesting guy. Amen. Everybody wants to meet him. So finally Pilate met him and Jesus isn't saying a thing. Because you see, the Bible says, he laid down his life of his own. Amen? And Pilate said, don't you? Listen to what Pilate said in verse 11. Sorry, in verse 10. No, knowest not that I have power to crucify you and have power to release you? Uh oh, I, I, think, I think he encroached. Jesus answered, you could have no... No power 
at all against me except it were given from you above. Listen, therefore, he that delivered me unto you hath the greater sin. So Jesus said, my issue is not with you. It's with the religious leaders who are dressed in clergy attire. But they are hypocrites. They are the one I have an issue. Not you. He said, Pilate, I, I'm, I'm wasting my time here. I got a job to do. I got to lay my life. I need to go lay my life down. You have no power over me. I decide to do this right here. This is a volunteer job. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so, so brothers and sisters, I, 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 I want you to see what's happening. Yes, the disciples are silent and maybe he's asking for their support, but he knows his mission. He knows even if you all don't show support and uh, uh, you all have been very quiet, I'm on a mission here from my father. I came to lay down my life, but because I'm going to pass on the baton, can you act like you are interested? But whether or not you show that, I'm still going to go through with why I'm here. I'm pregnant with delivering my purpose. I'm going, and I'm not going to stop. And so he proceeded further to tell them how he's going to die. The verse says, how did he say he was going to die? Through crucifixion. He hadn't said that before. Now he's been very blunt. Cruci um, they're going to crucify me. Silence. Amen. <laughs> and then he said the crucifixion is going to come through betrayal. Right here. And the son of man is betrayed. And they began looking at each other. <laughs> Somebody in the midst is going to betray me. Because it's dark. They cannot make me out at night. Amen. They only had lanterns back then. So somebody has to kiss me to identify me. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You, <laughs> I was talking with someone recently. I mean, someone who's been going through a lot in ministry. And the person said to me, Pastor, you know, <laughs> where are the people got sent to help me, to support me? And so I asked. Did God tell you that? Or you just came up with the idea on your own? I just got a blank stare. And I said, look, let me tell you. If you do not know how to support yourself. If you do not know how to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Like Jesus had to do with his disciples. If you do not know how to walk with him first. How to pray by yourself. How to press by yourself. Are you getting me? How to read by yourself. How to study by yourself. How to encourage yourself. You're in a whole lot of trouble. David, David said, I am going to encourage myself. I'm going to praise my God. Because the guys, 400 guys turn against me. Sometimes you have to learn to encourage yourself. Stop talking about the people God has sent. You, you just thought. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I haven't heard anything as yet. Because sometimes, as I said, you've got to learn to praise all by yourself. Yes. Give thanks all by when nobody's looking. 
because the key is to run into ground zero as soon as you can because that's when you qualify to be used by God as long as you are screaming and twitching and talking you are not ready <laughs> right <laughs> praise the Lord can somebody say praise the Lord yes yes <laughs> no you you have to learn to give thanks in everything not for everything in everything while you're going through because God is watching amen amen you've got to learn to walk with him first can you say walk with him first that is the issue since we have we have not learned to walk with him first Psalm 62 verse 5 says, My soul, wait thou only upon the Lord, for my expectation is of him. I, I, I expect nothing from nobody, anywhere, anytime, but from the Lord. No, I know God is going to use somebody, but I'm not looking to that person directly. I'm looking to God who's going to touch their hearts. Yes, yes. And stop asking for the people looking. It's time to look up, not around. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, when you start looking up, maybe you're getting ready. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. I think it's Psalms 122 who tells that. 121. My help comes from the Lord. He's the maker of heaven and earth. My strength comes from the Lord. Now I thank God for everybody. Amen. But I tell you our eyes should be on Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Can somebody say thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You know, since I have studied this text over and over and over for, for numerous years, and for the very first time, the Lord directed me, directed my attention to the pressure and the stress Jesus was under. You know, the strain he was under because he was carrying such a load, you know, carrying so much purpose. And sometimes we just read the text and move on. That is why sometimes I, 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 I sit back and read and just watch, try to put myself in his steps. Where he was. What he was going through. I, I, you know, I think one of the things we have to learn, one of the skills we have to learn to develop in these last days is to learn to encourage ourselves. Very, very important skill. I've begun to identify, just, just from reading the Bible, there are some things that are so crucial. Amen? Because most times the devil comes at you when we were by ourselves. And if we do not know, if we've not developed the skills to encourage ourselves, Amen. Then we'll fall apart. We'll start saying the wrong things and doing the wrong things. Amen. Thinking the wrong things. Jesus didn't. They were quiet. He was quiet. <laughs> he was quiet. You know, he can. He, 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 some people cannot deal with silence. Oh, he knew how to deal with silence. He just was silent. <laughs> he didn't say, come on boys, what's going on? He didn't say, what's going on? I thought you all were. No, 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 no. He understood where they were and left them alone. Sometimes that's why we have to give people time. Give people time to evolve. 
You see? Yes. Give people time to evolve. Because we are all at different places on that road. You see? I tell you, sometimes you have no idea what's going on in people's life. No idea. Yes, you need something. You need them to do something. You need them to deliver. But at the house, by them, you do not know what's going around here. And so you have to give them time. You, you have to trust God concerning them. These were still the men that entrusted with the gospel. But at that time, they were just not ready. Oh, they will get ready. Just give them time. But if I knew some things back then, I knew now. My wife and I, we have decided to leave people alone where they are. Yes, and pray for them. Yes, trust God. He will help them evolve and grow. Amen. And just talk good about them. And believe for them. Yes, yes, yes. I see these men. Sometimes it's a struggle. And so, as our Lord Jesus, on Friday, he's going to be arrested, crucified, humiliated and embarrassed. But Sunday's on the way. Amen. I wanted to tell you that Sunday is on the way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't you give up. Don't you walk away. Amen. The time to arise is coming. Amen. He's, he's purposeful and he's, he knows exactly what he's doing. Hallelujah. Sunday is on the way. I came in to tell somebody it may be Friday, but Sunday is on the way. Yeah. Yeah. God is a good God. Amen. He's a wonderful savior. Jesus casted a vote for humanity. And I'm asking you tonight to cast a vote for humanity. Yes, I'm asking you, have your reservations. Amen? But I'm saying, still cast a vote for humanity. Don't you give up on people. Jesus didn't. Don't you cast them away. Jesus didn't. He hung in there and trust God concerning them. He trusts the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said, I trust the Holy Ghost. He said, I got a part to play. I'm going through and I'm leaving the rest for the Holy Spirit. And somebody said, trust God, the Holy Spirit. And since, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of material here, but I just feel in my spirit to tell you this before I go any further. This is what I found about the Holy Spirit. God says the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance that which you have deposited. If you haven't deposited anything, he has nothing to bring to your remembrance. <laughs> that is why it's so important to do what Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 says. Can you go to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1? Quickly, quickly. And I'll bring it to one end. Proverbs 3 verse 1. Got it? Praise the Lord. My son. Son here is referring to Christians. Forget not my law. Let. But let what? You. Let, the suggested subject verb there is. You let your heart keep my commandments. You. My son I cannot do that for you. My son your pastor cannot do that for you. My, your mother can't. Nobody, you let your heart keep my commandments. How is that possible? 
How do you let your heart keep his commandments? You memorize. Can somebody say memorize? Memorize the word of God. Notice there's a call and he's going to elaborate. Verse 2. Verse 2 says. Verse 2. Uh-huh. For length. Here it come. For length of days and long life and peace shall it add to you. How many of you want to live a long life? Length of days. Not only for long, long length of days is a long life. And long life means living your life on purpose. Not aimlessly. Not going around the wilderness for 40 years. Living long and purposefully. And the last thing is going to add to you what? Peace. Oh God, I give you praise. Peace. Everybody's looking for peace. They don't realize that peace is contingent on verse 1. My son, do not let my words leave your heart. That's what is contingent upon. Not just asking for peace. Jesus is a master. You study his life. Tears will come from your eyes. You study the way he dealt with people. It's a, it's a, he's a master. In the way he serves, in the way he teaches, in the way he encourages, in the way he shows patience and gives people a time to grow. If you're looking tonight and you're not saved, tonight is a good night to be saved. A good night to move from darkness into his marvelous light. Pray this prayer with me during this holy week as we reflect on the events which unfolded 2,000 years ago. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I recognize I'm a sinner. I cannot help myself. I thank you for sending Jesus to take away my sins. Say, I repent from my sins. And say, Jesus, I make you my Lord now and forever. If you pray this prayer, <laughs> you just move from darkness to his marvelous light. Congratulations. We rejoice with you. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. 
Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church, 850-408-8496.